Good morning. Um, I'm Steve, and this is the Football Stadium Prince podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. So, what is this all about? Why am I turning my attentions to a podcast? Well, it's quite simple. Um, I asked Twitter for some to, to ask Twitter to ask me questions. Do you have any questions for me? And Luckily enough, some people did. And and although I answered them on Twitter as best I could, and I wasn't able to answer them as fully and as richly as I would like would have liked. So I thought, hey, why not get into this podcasting game? Um not just to answer the questions, but it also just gives me a chance to talk out loud. Because normally I get up have a shower, sit at my desk, and then that's me all day, not speaking to anyone, not talking. So I thought it would make my day a little bit more interesting because I'll be able to talk rather than, well, if I, if I talk. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that I don't, this is exactly it. I'm stumbling with my words already because I spend so little time talking that I can't remember how to do it properly. And I can't just sit about the house talking to myself like a madman. So if I've got this medium of a podcast to do it to, then I can talk, I can use my voice, and it doesn't make me feel like I'm such an idiot and going insane by just talking out loud while I'm working. So there's that. So there's the questions to answer them fully. Two, to stop me going insane and make me feel like a madman and getting me using my voice again. And there was a third reason. Oh yeah, just to... At the moment, I'm in a bit of a funk where I'm not quite... I'm not running on 100%. Lockdown's back again. There's a lack of just spark about me personally and my work and whenever I'm in that kind of mood I feel like if I try and do something new that I haven't done before that I need to go and download new software I need to go and figure out how it works I need to um, start from scratch and just bash on with it figure it out give it a go doesn't matter if it works um, well or not you give it a bash and you might end up having fun doing it so that's the third reason is to just give myself a kick up the bum, give me something new to do, give me a new um, focus for a little while and just give my break, my, my break, my head a break from stadiums and the normal day-to-day things that I do. Because um, normally when you're, when you're at work, or at least when I used to work a normal job, so to speak, um, you'd always have like a boss or a boss or two that's telling you what to do or giving you new stuff to do, giving you new things that you need to be working on that you maybe weren't that great at, but then you're forced into doing them, which is a good challenge. But when I'm sat here on my own and my own boss, I need to invent new challenges for myself. So this is one. So those are the three reasons. Give me, what were they again? They were, oh yeah, answer the questions. Give myself a kick up the arse, which was the third one, and the second one, so I can learn to talk again. 
because I don't have people to talk to during the week while I'm working. So that was that. Um, why? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm stuttering here. I'm just having a look at my list of stuff that I wanted to say. Um, how often am I going to do it? I wrote down. I don't know. I don't know that question. I don't know the answer to that one. This might be the first and last. Who knows? Um, so, let's get on with it. The Twitter questions. Okay, so, this first question comes from um, Twitter user Lee Ann, colon, or semicolon, I don't know which is which, the one with the two dots. So it's Lee Ann, colon, Kansan, American, adopted Aussie. So it's a long name. <laughs> and she asked, Tell me your favourite stadium. Tell me your favourite stadium art that you've ever done. Now this is a tough one because I don't like to pick favourites. Um, there have been I've got three hundred how many now three hundred ten clubs featured. There's a lot to choose from, a lot of children to pick your favourite from. So rather than favourites, I've got ones that are that I would say mean the most to me, or they were sig- they were they have a significance to me and my football stadium prince journey, the timeline I've been on. The first one would be Netherdale, home to Gala Ferradine Rovers, and I just love it. Favorite building, just love it, and. It all was also at when I did that one. It was fairly early on um, during football stadium prints, and um, I just found that I did it, and I thought it came naturally. I knew I was in the groove. I, f- I felt this is it. I've got the style. I know what I'm doing, and I felt happy. And it, I just, and I love it. I still at this day, I look at it and think. It's beautiful. I know it's not everyone's favourite building in the world. It's a divisive style, the brutalism style, but I just love it. Then there is Capilo, Greenock Morton. It's just a, it's just, to, uh, to me, it sort of sums up Scottish football, the lower regions. It's got uh, massive uh, shipbuilding crane in the background. The, the uncovered seating, exposed to the elements, which um, which a great many grounds around Scotland have, with the, the top flight, where you're lucky if you've got a roof over your head. There are loads of places at Capilow where you do have a roof over your head, but this, um, I think it's the Dublin end, it's called, or Dublin Road end, I'm not sure. It just, uh, it's got atmosphere, that one, and I really, I really like that one. Obviously, the very first one I ever did, which was breaking, because it only this whole thing just started as a hobby, something to do. I was just like, well, I'm, I'm bored one evening. I wonder if I can make a simplistic um, uh, drawing of breaking city and the glebe. That when you look at it, you instantly know it's the glebe and the hedge. And looking back at it now, it's by no means a great picture, it's not the most in-depth or 
um, adventurous, but it's where it all began. It's that's the first place. It's where my football journey began. Anyway, I'm a Breakiner, so it was the first place I ever saw football. And um, if it wasn't for that one and having that first idea, that spark, I wouldn't be here nearly three years later, still doing it. So it's always going to be a favourite of mine, um, and some one that means so so much to me and then another one <laughs> I mean, I've been asked for one a favourite and now I want him a what fourth um, this one is Bex Hill, Bex Hill United the Pirates and their home of the Pole Grove I just I, I don't know what it is it's just it's an old fashioned English stand it has flats in the background um, you can't quite see the sea, but it's right on the sea and this in the the background of the sky. I think it it's one that that if I if I didn't know anything about football and just wanted something that looked that I th- just looked cool, I think it just looks cool. Um, it was something I would buy, and even if I didn't have any affiliation with Bexhill United whatsoever, um. And I, I, I really like the, I, I really like going down into lower league football anyway. Being a Brecon City fan, and now that I live in London, I'm an Enfield Town fan, that's my local club. I just love, I love the lower leagues, I love the grounds, they've got so much more character and, and history, albeit Enfield Town ground doesn't really have history, but it's building up a new history for, being a fairly fresh club with the community behind it and with it being a community-owned club. But it's just the energy and the feeling you get at the lower league community clubs. I love them. I love them. And one final one. Um, oh, I'm now straying into the wrong territory because I'm now, I'm a, I was going to say El Cilindro in Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires. Um, home to Racing Club, um, and although I like the design, I think I'm 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 more remembering my time there and the game I went there, which was just out of this world, absolutely out of this world. And there was there wasn't even any away fans in the ground. It was just homes home fans. It was a derby, so it was against um, River Plate. Um, but it was just, I've never felt anything like it. You didn't understand what any of the songs were. They all sounded fun and happy. We later found out that <laughs> they were far from it and there were pretty, um, uh, some pretty awful lyrics in there. But they, but it didn't, it didn't feel like that. And, ah, uh, they only won one, we, we won one nil. I can't even remember if it was that, Great a game of football. I do know that it was the first time I ever saw the the um, the spray. That was before it came to Europe. Um, you know the the referee putting the spray down for free kicks and all that. Um, but it was just a, it was just a league game. Ended one nil, and after about even twenty minutes after the end of the game, the stadium still full and everyone still chanting and everyone still singing and they're going absolutely crazy. Um, it was just out of this world. So, Leanne, I think that sort of answers it. It doesn't answer it exactly as in 
here's my favourite, but it gives you a little bit more, and that's something I wouldn't have been able to do that on Twitter, even even in the thread. It would have been Jesus Christ. It would have been absolutely massive. So it's not concise. I'm not giving you one, but I'm giving. I'm trying to give you a little bit more, and the ones that mean something to me. And please forgive me if I, there's 300 clubs there. I love them all. There's other notable mentions, but um, ones that I absolutely love doing, like um, um, North Therapy. It, in my head, before I was... North Therapy is incredible. It's got the church, it's got allotments, it's got the houses, it's got the stand, it's got the Humber Bridge, I think it's called. It's even got... I'm sure it's even got a railway down the side, which you can't fit all this in. But I had so much going on, going into that one. It was so... It was just, I was like, this is going to be fun to do. And there was always going to be an element that I had to lose. So that was a great, fun one to do. Again, lower league, it's got all, all, it's all this stuff around it. The walks for Kingland's Town. The, the stadium in that print is so, is it, is tiny, it's a tiny little part of it because it's all about the walks, the walk to the stadium. I love that one. Belper Town, oh, um, and the, the, yeah, the ones that always stick in my head are these lower league, lower league grounds, grounds that have been there for ages. It still means something to the community. That aren't. Uh, I was going to get on a rant about billionaire owners that come over and invest in clubs. They're not in there to invest in the club. They're there to make money. They don't care about winning leagues and stuff. They're there just to make money out of us. Whereas these clubs mean something. You still get football on a Saturday at 3 o'clock pretty much every weekend, pre-Covid anyway, and hopefully one day again soon. So you're guaranteed your Saturday game. You might get the odd um, evening weekday game. Uh, Well, anyway, that's not what you're asking. So there we go. Are there any more that I can think of off the top of my head that that just stick out as being a little bit of favourites? Charleston Battery and the Bald, the bald, bald. Um, it it was good fun. It was the fir- I think it was the first American one, the first US club I did, and it was a good fun one to do. And it, it when when it comes to the American ones, I try to be a bit more adventurous. And it was the it was the start of that one, that journey there. Now the next question is well, it's almost two questions. No, it's the same. It's almost the same question from two people. That's more like it. Um, it's from Wyatt uh, and Six Yards Out. Um, and they both ba- are basically asking, what was the hardest stadium you have done? Now, there have been quite a lot. There have been quite a few that I have started, stopped, because I haven't been happy with the way it's going, started again. Stopped, started again, and then completely binned the idea. I've got an entire folder on my computer of um, grounds that have that haven't gone gotten out of the sketch stage. Um, the most recent one, which I finally managed to finish, which took me an absolute age, and it's not that it was the hardest. Anyway, it was first Vienna and their ground, the Howard Stadion. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. But um, it's not that it was hard. 
It's just that I just couldn't get my head into it. I couldn't get, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out what I was getting wrong, what I was, what was getting right. And every time I looked at it, I was like, nah. So I'd walk away from it. I'd come back and I was like, oh, it's all right. Crack on. Then I'd start cracking on and be like, oh, I don't know. And it was months. It was abs- it took months. I'm sure of it. That would have coincided with sort of beginning a lockdown and stuff like that. The original uh, lockdown version one, I think. I'm trying to get to grips with all that. So that wouldn't have helped. But that's 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 an excuse because I managed to walk away from that one and do other ones. No problem. Managed to get into them. But that one, for some reason... Expectation, I think, was a a key element. There was a couple of people after it. A couple of people wanted it. I think it had been formed part of a competition as well, about from a Twitter, um, what do you call it? A Twitter account called the Other Bundesliga, and they had ran a, a competition to find out who what's the best ground in Austria, and it won. And so I think there was a lot of people, I felt like there was a lot of eyes on it, a lot of people um, going to be judging. And that was obviously stuck in my head. Because normally, I'm not thinking about anything like that. I'm doing them for me, really. The whole point of, the whole the whole reason I started this was an escape from my normal work. It was a, a way to relax and I wasn't doing them for anyone else. I was doing them for myself. And it turned out that people ended up liking them. Um, so I started putting them out there. And I still do that to this... I still... I pick the angles. I pick the colours. Albeit I hand over the um, the skyline. Uh, usually to Twitter as a bit of a vote. But even then sometimes if the vote doesn't go the way that, that I'm thinking it. I end up doing both of them anyway. The, um, I... So there's always going to be a version out there that is that is my one, uh, the version I like. Um, but with that one, there was a, there was that's what it was. It wasn't just. It was difficult. I made it difficult for myself inside my own head. Um. Which is a which is a hard one to get over, especially when you. Again, this isn't a grump or moan, but it's if you're just sat on your own working. You don't have anybody you can just turn around to and bounce an idea off or talk to. You can, to a certain degree, via Twitter. But it's not its not the same as just turn around saying, cast your eye over this. What do you think? Should I be doing it this way? Should I be doing that way? I don't have that. Um, uh, so it took ages. And then in, in the end, it was fine. I liked it. I liked what... Well, I wouldn't have released it if I didn't. It would have still been sitting in uh, football stadium print purgatory, along with quite a few others. So, to both of you guys... Wait a minute, did I say who this... Oh yeah, six yard... Six yard box? Six yard out? Um, That would be the hardest, the most difficult, the most challenging one I've done... Not necessarily from a penmanship point of view, but certainly from a mental block point of view. First Vienna. Right. 
Next up is an absolute cracker of a question from Keith Ellison. And it is, if you could go back in time and watch one game live, what would it be? Now, I want to answer, there's, there, there's two answers here. Because first of all, um, uh, when he, I, I answered with a game that I had been to and I wanted to go back and watch it again. But it turns out what he kind of meant was, is there any game during history you would like to go and back to and watch, even if you weren't there? So I answered both of them on Twitter, and I want to go into them a little bit more on here, but we're already hitting the 20-minute mark, and if I start that now, we're going to be in God knows how long. God knows how long that will take me, because the the two of them, the two, the two games are wildly different. One of them is an international game, and the other one is a breaking game. Um... If you want to know what they are, then you can look on Twitter. You'll be able to find it out there. But um, So I'm going to come back to that question in the next episode. Because even as I'm saying all this stuff now, and I've hit the 20-minute mark, this has been good. I felt good just blethering away about it. Um, so I want to keep that one for next time. So sorry, Keith. Well, not sorry so such. You've got your answer on Twitter. But... Um, you'll get a more in-depth one soon. So watch out for that. Keep an eye out. Not keep an eye out, keep an ear out. It's a podcast. It's not a viewcast. Okay, so the last question is from TerrorEd25. Now, when this question first came through, I just thought, ah, that's a that's a funny question. That's just a, it's random. Don't mind that. Why not? And then, it wasn't until today after someone followed up on it, I was like, oh, it's from Monty Python. But anyway, the question was, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Now, rather than instantly thinking it was Monty Python, which it was, uh, from the Holy Grail, I just started thinking, well, hang on. When I was a kid in Brigham, lived out in the countryside, we used to have swallows there all the time, during... Well, summer, I guess. They must come up for summer and leave in winter. So I was just thinking about, well, they're pretty wee. I remember them flying in and out of the sheds that we had there at a pretty fast rate. And, um, like, to the point where you're not, you're not wanting hit by one. You're not wanting one smacking you. I was a kid. I was, when did we leave there? Maybe when I was, Nine, eight, nine. So I wasn't tall. There was n- none of them were ever going to be flying into my head, but um, you you wouldn't have wanted that. So I just took a wild stab at the dark at forty, about forty miles an hour. I reckoned they would fly, and I've not looked into it. But I'm pre- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's not a bad guess. Now I came up with that one at about eleven o'clock at night. I think. I might, now that I've said it out loud, 40 miles an hour, that seems a bit steep. So I'm going to revise that down to 30, 30, 35 miles per hour. And it's unladen. But then I would imagine all swallows, unless they've got a wee worm in their mouth, are unladen. And even a worm's not going to make much of a difference to its top velocity. Its top speed. Um... So 35, 
What am I talking about? Is that too fast? Well, think about fastest animals. Like a cheetah is like 30 miles an hour, but it's on the land. The birds, think what's the fastest bird? I don't know. How fast can they go? I have no idea. So let's say 35. We're going to go with 35. 35 miles per hour. Swallow. That's the swallows you get in Brecon in the summer. Back in 1980. I can't imagine they've changed much since 1985, 86. Must be pretty much the same. They're still going the same speed. 35. And again, next week, I'm gonna, I'm, once I've finished this, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and check it out. Somebody on Google will have, um, will have figured that one out for us. And then, next week, next week, next time I do this, Terrorade 25, I'll have an answer for you. Um, maybe they even give you the answer in the Holy Grail, I can't remember. I can't imagine. Maybe they do, I don't know. That could go anywhere, it's Monty Python, they could have gone absolutely anywhere with that answer. Um, so there we are. I'm sticking with 35 miles per hour. You can come up with your own guess. If you want to have your own guess, let me know on Twitter. That'll do. That'll do for the swallow chat, I think. Cheers. Okie doke. Well, that was fun. That was good. That was a nice way to spend my morning doing that. I need to go and... Oh, I've been. I've got an errand to run. I have to go to the bank and pick up, get some money out. Money? Who uses money nowadays? But um, that's what I've got to do. I've been giving my orders from the better half. Go and get her some money out. Um, that was that. So, I was away to say, now I've got to go and um, edit this together and do all the bits and bobs. But that's a daft thing to say in a podcast. Because if you're listening to that, then all that's been done. Hopefully it's been done successfully. If there is anything on this... If anybody's in fact listened to it and you've got any feedback, please let me know over on Twitter. My DMs are open. If there's anything, if it doesn't sound great or if there's too much hiss, if there's something I could be doing with the microphone, let me know. There's that. What else? There's a little bit of, um, there's a little bit of, uh, what, what do you call it? Housekeeping. Please, um, check out footballstadiumprints.com. For all your Christmas needs and gifts, um, I would, um, in all seriousness, if you are going to be buying something, I would do it earlier rather than later because uh, delivery times on the run up to Christmas, there's no guarantees, and with coronavirus, um, delivery times are a little bit longer. So, in all seriousness, if you are looking to buy something, I would get in a little bit earlier than normal. Cheers.
And that wraps that up. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much um, for giving any feedback if you do. And I hope that wasn't too much of a struggle. And I really hope you come back again. Cheers. I'll speak to you later. Bye.